Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. All right, welcome back to episode 45 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. It's kind of crazy that we are only five episodes away from being at 50 and really uh, we're recording tonight but when you guys see this we're just a day away from college football because it actually starts ah, on thursday. thursday it actually starts on thursday this week so it's phenomenal um super pumped super excited even though i lost money on it last weekend we'll talk about I don't that want to talk about it we'll talk about that here in a second but i just kind of want to preface this open this podcast by saying travis and i have been on a wild goose chase to try to find the natural light seltzers. I mean, we. Now were, it's just me. Well, yeah. Well, I was getting to that, but thanks for fucking ruin, ruining the punchline. We live in a county that really doesn't, you know, it's it's about fifty minutes from St. Louis, so not really a lot here. But I I actually bought these. My wife and I went to the brewery on Saturday, and we get a mix and match six pack. I so I, I paid ten bucks for a six pack of natty light seltzers, but uh, I've tried them both already. I'm getting ready to crack open one of the Aloha beaches, the mango and peach when they go beach mode. That's my favorite flavor. I like them more than the uh, Catalina lime mixer. Travis actually got to try one on Sunday uh, when, yeah. I, when I brought one over to his house. I've looked probably daily for the last week and a half. Still can't find them going to the local grocery store. Schnooks, for those of you who aren't St. Louis natives, Schnooks is a local St. Louis grocery store. And they have not had them, and I am very upset about it. So I will just be drinking my Lion White Claws, which I still believe might be some of the best things ever invented. Oh, well, White Claws are definitely the superior. And that, I don't know, that one flavor, that one pack of the Trulies that I bought that, has, like the, that has the pineapple flavor in it, dude, that's like, that's up there. So if somehow we can get like a mix and match pack where I can get Lime White Claws, the Black Cherry White Claws, the Pineapple Trulies, and the mango natty light seltzers. I think that's like that's, that's like your like seller. I was gonna say that's like your all American team. That's gonna be a twenty dollar fucking twelve pack right there. That's your all American team of seltzers right now in my your all seltzer. Your first team all seltzer. First team all seltzer. <laughs> yeah. First team all seltzer. You got you got two white claws on there, a truly and a natty light. No we fucking had any of the others. We need to start trying the other ones. I've tried the I've tried the spike seltzers one, the one with those the, are okay. Uh, 
mermaid on it. The only one that's good is the clementine hibiscus one. The re- who wants to fucking drink fucking pear elderberry, whatever. I thought is. the pear elderberry was pretty heat. Not gonna lie, that's like some kind of fucking potion you get in Zelda. Need <laughs> need to try the Cape Line ones, the Corona ones, and the, I need Car- to try the Henry's. Do, oh, so speaking of the witch, Carly and I tried the Henry's <laughs> last weekend. I'm not kidding. We tried the Henry's. It's pretty good. They only they only have three flavors. The best flavor in the pack. By far and away is the kiwi strawberry. It's so good. Oh, that sounds heat. I'm gonna have to yeah. try those out. And those are those are only 88 calories. Oh, yeah. White claws one 100. Yeah, 100. I think the natty ones are 113 or 133 or something like that. But anyway, we got your first team all seltzer. So I'm 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 gonna go with the, like an honorable mention with the uh, the kiwi strawberry Henrys. Okay, we're gonna I'm gonna start rolling out and trying them every time I go buy a pack. But uh, there's your there's your seltzer talk. To recap our gambling lines from week zero of college football, it was not good. Jarrett went one and three. I went zero oh and four, Ooh. and I'm ashamed of myself. I don't want to talk about it. I'm gonna go on terms of Felipe Franks and hold myself to a higher standard. Except for mine's gonna be realistic and not try to score fifty points a game. I mean, we were both like I was. A, I was like literally a couple plays away from going three and one, and you were a couple yeah. plays away from going two and two. Like if Felipe I mean, Franks can fucking put the ball in the end zone and not turn it over, they hit the over and they win by seven. So, so I didn't do a lot of looking into into them before last week. I had no idea, honestly, he was still their quarterback, which leads me to believe that I don't know who the fuck created the poll to put them eighth overall, but they will not finish in the top twenty-five. No, not at all. Not at all. So anyway, I will not go another winless week. This this could be a very very early start for an early punishment train for me. It could be. It could be. I forgot about the punishments, dude. Seriously, it's been so long. Like, I feel like I the four is almost qualifies for it, but I don't know. Oh, but it's it's week zero. We call it week zero. So you got it. You put up a zero in week zero. So it's totally fine. Um, we don't have a lot to go off of. Even this week, like a lot of mine are just like almost gut type deals. So it's tough. It is tough. It's very tough. You don't have a lot to go off on. You don't know who's going to be, who's going to do what. So, but we are going to, we, this intro has gone on pretty long. It, it was very, very off topic because we <laughs> didn't have any of this planned, but it's phenomenal. College football's back. So with college football being back, you know, what else is back? It's a full slate of degenerates digest. So let's hear it. All right, your first full Degenerates Digest of the 2019-2020 football season. Here we are. We're giving you guys week one college football lines. Uh, Me and Jarrett, again, picked four ones on our own, four lines of our choice and our lock of the week. So if we have similar ones, that'd be pretty crazy because there's a shit ton and we don't really have a... I guess a guideline like these don't have to be ranked teams or primetime games. We've never, yeah, we've never done that. It's always like, oh yeah, the, co- the college slate we pick. Yeah, the college slate's always free ball in it. NFL we kind of do more of the prime. NFL we do the primetime games, but uh, yeah. So college football, I'll start it off. My number one game. Uh, these don't go really in any order, so these are just my four lines of choice before my besides lock. your lock. Besides your lock, that's week. my lock. These just go kind of wherever. My first game, Duke at Alabama. This is Saturday at 2.30 uh, on ABC. And the line that I chose – Please tell me you took Bama. The line that I chose is 
not the spread. It is the over-under, which is 57. And I picked the over, uh, which is minus 115, which was the favorite of the two. Uh, last year, this over would have hit in 11 of their 14 games. So Bama fucking puts points up on the board. Uh, I feel like it's, it's going to hit just based on, on how many points they put up. And two is healthy, so that kind of helps things. Um, I feel like they're going to come out hot. Duke might even put 14 points up on the board. Who knows to help it out a little bit. But let's go over 57. I like that. Any Anytime you have a, a Bama playing a lower-tiered school, the over is always good. I'm going to roll into mine. Mine's actually a little Thursday night action. Uh, I got I got a Thursday night game in here. It's uh, nine fifteen on ESPN. It's number fourteen Utah at BYU. The spread is six, and Utah is the favorite. And I'm taking Utah minus six. Okay. Um, listen to me on this one. So again, not a lot, really, a lot to go off of. I don't know how Utah is going to be. I don't know how how BYU is going to be. But Utah has won every single one of these matchups dating back to 2010. They also win by an average of a little north of nine. It's like nine point six almost 10. So because they're ranked have dominated this rivalry for so long, I think I like them, especially winning by in the last, you know, eight to nine years, winning by an average of over nine. Give me the six points. I'll take it. I'm taking the Utes. Yeah. And I mean, this is probably one of the years that Utah's ranked, you know, higher than they have been in the past. So I like that. I'll roll into my number two pick, which also has a Utah team, but not the same one. It's Utah state. At Wake Forest, this is a Friday night game at 7 o'clock on ACC Network. And I'm going here, Utah State Moneyline, plus 150. They're the underdog at Wake Forest. But I'm, and I'm not sure if you remember, but Utah State was an 11-2 team last year. They finished the season ranked number 22. Uh, they have the same quarterback. Apparently, he's, he's an NFL high prospect. He's a star, Jordan Love. Um, people oh, saying, yeah, yeah, that kid's, that kid's a stud. Yeah, people are saying he's going to be a high-round draft pick. Um, I could be totally wrong here, but just based off going off what they were last year, I mean, Utah State's 11-2 and in team. Give me them to open the season at Wake Forest. It's a good one. I like that one a lot. Um, definitely have those early season upsets, so that could be one of them. I mean, Texas lost to Maryland last year. so um, I mean, I don't know why. I guess somebody has to be an underdog, but – Either way. I mean, they're on, they're on the road at an ACC school, so I guess I get it. Um, mine, my second one that I'm going to talk about, is a game on Saturday at 11 a.m., not on TV, um, unless you probably live in this area. It's South Alabama at the 24th-ranked Nebraska Cornhuskers. Who are, tell me you picked South Alabama. Oh, the spread's 36. I'm taking South Alabama at plus 36. That is way too rich for my blood. Nebraska's not good. They won four games last year. Scott Frost, well, he could may, may be a very good coach, isn't, turn, isn't turning it around that quickly. And especially, I feel like this is a kind of a trap game for them. You know, I kind of see visions of like when Appalachian State beat Michigan all those years ago. Um, I don't think they're going to lose, but I don't see them winning by five touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot. I don't. I, I mentioned it a couple episodes ago. It might have been last week, actually, that I didn't like how high Nebraska was ranked after the season they had last year. Kind of made yeah. no sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, South Alabama, 36 points, that's a fucking lot. I mean, I won't be mad if I bet on them and they, and they lose 72 nothings. Like, wow, you know, I really fucked that one up, and they really proved it, but I don't think they will. No, I don't think so either. Could be close, but we'll see. Don't mind that pick at all either. I'll go into my third. I'm putting these in good order. Third. Number three, Georgia at Vandy. 
This game's Saturday at 6.30 on SEC Network. Pretty primetime game, if you ask me. Georgia is 21.5-point favorites, and give me that line. Give me Georgia minus 21.5. We all know Vandy just really isn't that good. They have a new quarterback. They don't even know who their quarterback is going to be. They said they might run dual QBs, and that just does not seem like a good idea. Uh, Jake Fromm's going to do Jake Fromm. And to kind of go off of that, Georgia beat Vandy 41-13 last year with Kyle Shermer behind center. Yeah, somebody like somebody decent, halfway decent last year. Vandy's not going to be good this year. They're going to be the doormat of the SEC again. Um, they've had a couple of decent years, but so I definitely like that pick. Um, Georgia is going to come out and roll week one. Uh, and Nashville's not. And you know the Georgia fans are going to be traveling well to Nashville. Oh, yeah. So, so, and one, it's not even that far to Vandy's. Nashville is not a college football town. No, and all those Georgia fans are looking at, oh, my God, Nashville on the schedule. Let's fucking go. Um, I know we as Mizzou fans want, want, want to go to Nashville this year when we play Vandy, but it's the week after homecoming, so we'll yeah, see about that. place to go, so. Yeah. So mm. I'm going to roll into mine. Uh, mine is an ACC game. It's Saturday at 3 p.m. on the brand-new ACC network, which I'm sure none of us get. Um, it's Virginia Tech at Boston College. Not taking the spread here. The over-under is 58. I'm taking the under here. Let me explain why. So I know ACC schools really aren't known for their defense. You know, it's kind of a high offense-powered league. But in this rivalry or this matchup, only once in the last five years have we seen a game that was scored higher, that had a higher point total than 58. And that was back in 2014. So you got to go back five years ago. The, you know, the last four years – have just been all under 58. So, not a lot to go on in preseason. Like I said, I'm going to take some historical data here, and I'll take the under in this game. So, take the under on, on Vatek in Boston College. Vatek. All right. Yeah, I don't know much about that, So, but seems like you, you backed it up pretty well. I'm going number four here. You might have this one, Missouri at Wyoming. I actually uh, don't have this one this this week. I, I stayed far away. I have to win some money this week, Travis. I can't I can't lose any okay. money, so I'm staying away from Missouri. I, I like it. Missouri at Wyoming, Saturday, same time as the Georgia Vandy game, six thirty. This is on CBS Sports Network. I'm not even sure that channel existed till I saw it. Um, You're gonna have to go to a bar to watch it somewhere. Yeah, Missouri is our Mizzou alma mater is seventeen and a half point favorites, which is actually the favorite um, in terms of like actually gambling lines it's minus 115 i'm gonna do the homer pick here i think missouri comes out hot they have a lot of built-up energy between you know the postseason band thing going on kelly bryant's first game with missouri um you know the fucking people at barstool are just with them they just have a lot of hype built up around them and it's wyoming i mean they're having a tough apparently they're having trouble selling out their home opener to us which i'm pretty sure they paid us to come there or something or we paid to go there whichever um, they went six and six last year in the Mountain West. We're projected to go to do pretty well. Seventeen and a half points doesn't seem like a fucking fart in the wind to me. Yeah, the only thing that scares me about it is it's a road game. Um, and Mizzou has just has a history of underperforming naturally. Um, and home op- and, and opening games like a couple years ago when we fucking had that slugfest with Missouri State. It was like seventy-two to forty-two or some shit like that. Um. But still, I like it. I almost did it, didn't do it. I almost actually had that as my line. I mean, the, I just couldn't. I mean, they went 6-6 six and six last year in the Mountain West. Give me a break. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I get it. I get it. 
the Josh Allen alma mater is no longer. If we want to prove a point, if Missouri wants to prove a point, they need to come out and beat Wyoming by 30. Yeah, I totally agree. I like it. I'm just, I, I just didn't include it this week. My next game, rolling along, is uh, probably the best game of the week. Uh, it's a Saturday night game, 6.30 on ABC. Um, it's number 11, Oregon. Versus number 16, Auburn. I stayed and, far away from this one. And Jerry World didn't touch the spread. Didn't touch the spread. I touched okay. the over-under. Touched the over-under. Um, the over-under, again, is 56. The last one's 58 I talked about. This one's 56, and I'm taking the over. I think these are two top 15 teams that are going to come out. They're going to be playing in a dome in Dallas on turf. Um, and I think they're just going to come and slug it out. Um, Auburn starting a true freshman at quarterback, which is kind of concerning to me. That's the only reason I was like, oh, shit, I don't know about this. But, again, it's SEC versus Pac-12. These games always light, light, light up the scoreboard. Um, and I think the points are going to be very high. I probably see it more around the 70, 75 mark. Yeah, I have, I stayed far away from that because I don't know how that Bo Nix guy uh, is yeah. going to be. Literally no idea. Um, also, side note, why the fuck are they playing that game in Dallas? Or in in Alabama, I mean, where the hell are you going to play it out west? That's that's fair. Denver, I mean, shit, just play it at one, make it home or away. Yeah, just make it convenient for one fan base. Um, but no, I don't. I I don't mind it. I just don't know if I'd like it because I mean, Auburn come out and lay a goose egg. For all I know, um, I doubt it. But either way, let's move into our locks of the week. So these are the ones that you know we think you should take. And I don't even know how good of a lock mine is, but my lock is South Carolina at North Carolina, Saturday, two thirty Central um, on ESPN. So it's, I mean, you're, everyone's going to be able to watch it. South Carolina is ten point favorites, um, and I took South Carolina at minus ten. I'm nervous in doing so because they have a four-star quarterback who's a true freshman who's supposed to be really good. He's like the sixth best in the in their freshman class or whatever. But with it being his first game, I still don't see them ha- him having the grips on a college defense. Uh, and North Carolina went 2-10 and ten last year. Um, they still have their same You're talking about North Carolina as the quarterback or South Carolina as the quarterback? North Carolina has the quarterback. Um, that's why I was skeptical to take South Carolina because North Carolina has this hot – up-and-coming freshman. Either way, they went 2-10 and 10 last year, so I don't see them being that good. South Carolina is a 7-5 and five win SEC team. Still a Jake Bentley behind center, uh, so I'm taking the Cox at minus 10. For my <laughs> How lock. long is fucking Jake Bentley going to be? I feel like South Carolina has these guys, his quarterbacks, stay there for years. Just years. Yeah, because they're not good enough to go anywhere. Yeah. I like that. I saw it, thought about it, didn't do it. So Travis pulled it as his lock. I may have been a, I may have picked a couple of your of your other picks as a lock over that one, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I my lock of the week. I mean, it's at the point to where we don't know what's going to happen, though. So. I know exactly, exactly. My lock of the week is a Saturday game at three o'clock on Fox that everyone can watch. It is Northwestern at number twenty-five, Stanford. Stanford is six and a half point favorites. And that is your lock of the week, Stanford minus six and a half. Let me tell you why. Northwestern always starts the year out slow. They always come out flat. They always are, are like 0 and 3 or like 2 and 4. And then they turn it on in October and like shock a few teams and end up being like a magical 7 and 5, 8 and 4 team that like did it all this crazy shit at the end of the year. But they always start out slow, always. Pat Fitzgerald doesn't have it figured out. 
He's probably taking too many fireball shots. His strength coach is fucking too jacked up. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what is the deal over there, but they always start out slow. So with that being said, they have to travel from Chicago all the way out to, out to California, across the country, against a better Stanford team. I think Stanford wins by double digits. So the six and a half points is easy for me. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. All right. Hey, I see us having a good week here. So I do too. Our lines. I see a four and one week for me. I think one of these over under, I think either the under that I have or the over that I have is going to fuck up, but all my spreads I feel like are solid. Yeah. I mean, I would be shocked if I went less than three and two, which is still making money, but that's here, neither here nor there. We will figure out, we will see how it goes. But when you're hearing this, we got college football tomorrow, boys and girls. So, Let's get it. Yeah, you better um, you better throw that. I had I had a Thursday night game in there, so fucking toss toss that money out the window. That Friday paycheck that hits on the thirtieth, fuck it. You're 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 gonna win half of it back on Thursday night. Half of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck. Well, there's our fucking first degenerates digest for college football season. Um, football season in general. We are gonna roll into our college football preview show and talk about the. Should we? Should we? Should we play the clip? Yeah, we should play the clip. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a second. First and ten from the forty-five yard line. All right, like Travis rudely said before we had a chance to play the clip, we're gonna roll into our college f- football preview show. We really didn't do the a big college f- football preview show last year because our first official podcast came out week one of the NFL. So this is our first college preview show. 45, 45 episodes in. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to run down each of the Power 5 conferences. If you don't know those, then you know, I, don't, I guess you'll learn them here in a few minutes. I'm not going to rip them off. <laughs> then um, I guess you'll learn them. <laughs> um, we're going to go through each. I don't know how you've made it this far. Yeah, and we're going to go through each of the five Power Conferences, talk about some um, some college football, you know, way too early, like, you know, college football playoff uh, teams and then a Heisman winner, and maybe a best non-Power 5. I couldn't decide on that one. So we're going to start off with the granddaddy of them all. We're going to start with the SEC. We have topics on each of these leagues we're going to talk about. We're going to try to go through them pretty quickly so this isn't, doesn't drag out forever. Um, so we're going to start with the SEC. We're going to start with the SEC. Um, and the SEC, we're going to go with MVP of the league. So who is the best player in this league? Travis, I'll let you go ahead and lead it off because I'm pretty sure we, we have the same person. Yeah, we're probably the same person for a lot of these. I didn't realize how, and I guess because we didn't do this last year, how dominant college football actually is in regards to like the best people and the best teams in each conference. But 
Either way, it might be super vanilla and super chalk, so just hear us out because it's probably your same thoughts. My MVP of the league is, I mean, I had to go with two attack of Aloha. Um, yep. Same. I felt obligated to take quarterback here. We saw how Alabama fared last year in the championship when he wasn't healthy. I don't, and I'm not saying he's going to translate well to the NFL or he's going to be a superstar quarterback, but he is their most valuable piece. And I have to say that he's got to be the MVP of the league because if he's the most valuable piece of Bama and Bama's the best team in the SEC, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, last year is his first year as a full, his first full year as a starter, um, almost 4,000 yards. 43 touchdowns, six picks, average 11 yards per completion. So, I mean, with kids, kids throwing the ball, you're going to fucking first down. It's almost 70% completion, 69% completion percentage, I mean. I mean. He's pretty much a, a Kyler Murray, essentially. It's insane. It's insane. Very similar. Um, and I guess SEC defenses apparently don't know how to defend. I mean, also the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. So, yeah. I mean. So, I mean, it is what it's got to be Tua here. I thought about kicking around the idea of from, but I couldn't do it. Same, same. But so, Tua Tagovailoa, that's our MVP of the SEC, a quarterback from Bama. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about both divisions right now. We're going to start with the East first. Who do you see winning the SEC East here, Travis? Oh, man. This is not going to come to surprise you. Yeah, it sucks because, because Mizzou is in, is in the East. Yeah, Mizzou's in the SEC East. But I got to go Georgia here. Um, I mean, really, other I don't. I'm not even being biased. Other than Missouri, I don't see really anyone competing with them for that SEC East bid. Me neither. Me neither. I have Georgia as well. It's tough because I want Mizzou to go, but like you just alluded to, Jake Fromm is an ex, is an an exceptional quarterback. Kirby Smart is really going to be out for blood this year. He lost to Bama in the champ in the SEC championship game last year. Then they lost a really lackluster game to Texas in the Sugar Bowl both by one touchdown, so they're one possession away from tying it up. So I just think that, that's that got to leave some sour taste in their mouth. They're going to be out for blood. Yeah, I mean, um, so not only do they have Jake Fromm, but they have the best running back in the SEC and DeAndre Swift. So, I mean, it's just it's a no-brainer. And their schedule, they don't really have a tough game until October 12th, and that's a home game against South Carolina, which really isn't even that tough. I think their schedule is very favorable. If they could win three out of these four between South Carolina, Florida, Mizzou, and Auburn, They'll be in good shape. Yeah. Uh, who knows? It's college football, but Georgia's looking looking pretty primed to win the East, um, which takes us into our West winner, and there should be zero you know, doubt about it, Alabama, and there shouldn't even be talk. Alabama, as I said, that's, uh, Alabama, all they have to do is split LSU and Auburn. They don't even have to go undefeated. All they have to do is split LSU and Auburn, and they'll, it, this thing's wrapped up. Yeah, for sure. They're the, easily the most dominant team in the West. Um, which takes us into our championship winner, SEC championship, which me and Jared both have Georgia and Bama. Um, and I'm, I'm going to lead this one off. I'm just going to kind of go off script here, and I'm going to go Georgia. I'm going bold. I think, same, same. Really? Yeah, yep. I think that Tua gets worn down. We've seen you know, the beating that his knee can take throughout the season, and I think Georgia can be the team to beat them. Um, I mean, it's the second year in a row they're going to be playing them in the SEC championship game, correct? Or third. This is the second year in a row. This would be the yeah. second. Yeah. So, I mean, they have Jake Fromm, DeAndre Swift. They have a pretty solid defense, good offense. They could beat Bama, I think. So, I'm going to go bold and say Georgia. I said the same thing. I think this game, first of all, UGA Bama 2 is going to be phenomenal. Last year's game was great. Two and Fromm are going to be both 
matured significantly by this point in the season. Um, and NFL prospects. Exactly. And they're going to be phenomenal. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, and I think Georgia, I really think, I think it's, it's a revenge game for them. I think Bama's been there before. They, you know, kind of expect to be there. Georgia's like, you know, they really, they really want that ass. Um, so I know it's talking about betting way in the future, but I mean, if I'm looking at Georgia, Alabama in the championship game, I'm taking the over in UGA money line and cashing in. Oh yeah. Unless it's like 88, which it probably will be. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I like that. That's kind of cool that we both picked Georgia, which leads to the next question we have for the SEC national title contenders. I think the only two would be Bama and Georgia, maybe even both of them. I put Bama and Georgia, and then I had a I had two dark horses. Um, LSU has a lot of experienced uh, starters on offense coming back. Dark horses, Travis and Auburn. Dark horse again, dark horse, but I, doubt yeah. it. I didn't. I don't even think I went with many dark horses for this because I just. I mean, they're all pretty much laid out right in front of you. The people who are going to be able to contend for a title, no one's going to be a shocker this year. Um, but. We do have a category in these conferences for surprise teams. And my surprise team, if I had to pick one, uh, I'm going Texas A&M. And this is why. Because they can either do really well or they can do really shitty. So don't judge me if they do really shitty. They have a tough-ass schedule. They play Clemson, which could be huge for them if they were able to pull out an upset. And then they obviously play all the SEC West teams here. Bama, LSU, Auburn, all of them. I can Miss, see them possibly knocking State, off. Yeah. What? Mississippi State, Mississippi, yeah. like all like no, none of those none of those are easy outs. Yeah. I can see them knocking off a big team though in a big game like Clemson or a Bama or an Auburn that are ranked high. Um, which would be good for them, especially if they're like a nine and four team at the end of the season and they have a win against one of those teams. Yeah, for sure. I mean nine and four mean they played thirteen games, so that'd be kind of crazy, but um <laughs> Well, with their bowl game. Yeah, I know. I know where you're going with that. Um, my surprise team, and I don't know how much of a surprise it is at this point, maybe surprise for some people in the national spotlight, but for everyone that probably listens to, listens to this podcast and knows it, it, probably knows what this team's up against. It's a homer pick. I went with Mizzou. Um, I honestly think, like, I have not felt as confident about a Missouri team going into a season since – um, the year where we had uh, Chase Daniel and we we were number one in the country, like that, and that was a fucking sophomore in high school. Because we have a postseason ban. As of now, but the appeal is going on; hasn't been decided. If the appeal is still going on at that time, we can still play. Anyway, our backs are against the wall at the bowl ban. They have a very very favorable schedule. A lot of people are looking at a certain game. I'm looking at South Carolina week three. If Mizzou can beat South Carolina in week three, I honest to God believe they'll be undefeated 8-0 when they play Georgia in early November, which would be an electric game because Georgia's probably going to be undefeated at that point. And really the winner of that game has reigns on the SEC East. So while I don't believe Mizzou will win that game, I think it's going to set up, set up for an electric-ass game. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to pick Mizzou, but I just I didn't want to be that 
I, I knew maybe one of us would, and I didn't want to have us both pick them and be super cliche and pick our hometown team because they're in a postseason van. They have a lot of hype around them. But, yeah, I like it. They could definitely do something and make something happen. For sure. Um, For sure. Let's move on into our second Power 5 conference, which we have on tap the ACC, possibly the best team in college football. Um, MVP of the league, and there should be zero question about it, it's Trevor Lawrence. Uh, the dude is unreal. He is going to be the number one draft pick in two years and possibly Heisman hopeful, which we'll talk about later, but it's got to be Trevor Lawrence. A hundred percent. I mean, it's wild to think that we actually get two more years of this guy in college football. Yeah. Like, it's, it's literally insane. I've read some stuff though. People were like, Hey, he could say fuck Clemson after this year and go play in the XFL for two years and then get drafted and make some money. Um, Anyway, that's a different story for a different day. I honestly think this guy would be a top ten quarterback in the league right now if you were playing right, if you were playing today. Yeah, I mean, if you just saw, if you saw the NCAA championship game last year, the whatever college football championship game, you know how crazy and play, of a playmaker Trevor Lawrence is. He's just so high level and thinks above everybody else, and just like and his football IQ is nine hundred. Yeah, it's insane. It's probably one of the smartest quarterbacks I've seen. But anyway, it's Trevor Lawrence MVP of the league. Nobody else is. Rest yep. of this league's dog shit. So. Yeah, uh, which brings us to – I didn't even know the divisions in the ACC. <laughs> Neither, uh, I, I, had to, I, I made the script and I had to fucking Google them and write yeah, them down. Yeah, so the Atlantic Division winner of the ACC, which Clemson is in, is going to be Clemson because Clemson's in the division. <laughs> yeah, I mean – The ACC is trash. I mean, The sad thing is, is like the, the Atlantic Division that the Clemson's in it's is probably, it's probably the more talented division of the two. Oh, easy. Clemson, you got Syracuse and NC State, right? Yeah, and Clemson's in there and just kind of fucks everything up. So um, yeah. everyone else will play second fiddle to Clemson. They'll, they'll run away with that. For sure. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. Like I said, some of these don't even have to be in question. But we're talking about them anyway. So we'll go into the other division of the ACC, which if you know it, call them bullshit unless you're an ACC fan. It is the Coastal Division. And uh, I'm picking Miami for this one. And I kind of kind of went low, even though they lost week week zero to Florida. Well, it doesn't I, think, I mean that, that doesn't matter because at the end of the day, all that matters is a conference record. That's true. I mean, I guess just more of morale, morale than anything, or like seeing them play. But I think that this division is such crap of the ACC that they they're going to be able to figure it out. Realize that they need to play Tate Martell at quarterback. Turn it around. Their defense is really good. They only let up twenty four points to Florida. Um, and maybe turn it around and win this division in the ACC and then get stomped by Clemson. I like it. I like that pick a lot. I did not pick Miami, though. Okay. It was down between Miami and the team that I picked, and I picked Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia Tech has some talent on that side of the ball. I like Justin uh, Fuente as a coach. Um, it was literally down between, like I said, I, it was down between between Virginia Tech and, and the Hurricanes, who re- really impressed me last week against Florida. But yeah, I think Manny Virginia Tech's a hell of a coach. Yeah, I, mean, I, li- I like Manny Diaz too. But Virginia Tech's middle of the schedule. They have a couple. They have a tough game in the beginning of the year and a tough game at the end of the year. Other than that, the middle the middle of their schedule is a fucking cakewalk. Um, so I think that helps out a lot, especially in the middle of the year when you start getting bogged down with injuries. You maybe not have have a couple big guys out. I think that's going to come into play a lot. Um, and like I said, Justin Fuente had his first year, his first two years at Virginia Tech were great, had a disappointing year last year. I think he bounces back. And I see them as like a 9-3 and three team winning, winning this division. 
Damn. Okay. We both went a little bold there. Uh, it's going to take a lot for either of those teams to, to kind of make that jump and win that division again. Um, but either way, I don't think it's in question who the ACC championship winner is. It's Clemson. And then unless you have a comment to make about that. Nope. It's Clemson. And, and then our next question, obviously the national title title contenders. The only one in this division is Clemson. Yep. Same, same thing. I said outside of Clemson, there's none. Yeah. Um, so which leads us to our last question about the ACC, the super boring conference that only Clemson is in, which is surprise teams. And I will say my surprise team is if I had to pick one, I'm going super, super underdog here. I'm going Florida State. <laughs> yeah. They finished five and seven last year. They still have fucking what's his name as their head coach. I don't know, man. I have it off the top of my head. Um, either bad. I don't fucking know. I don't know either. No, way. it's a fucking. It's a guy from A and M. Goddamn, what's his name? Guy, he's used to coach Texas A and M. Fucking Jimbo Fisher. Is it Jimbo Fisher? I don't fucking okay. know. I'm pretty. I thought he used to be their head coach. Yeah, he either got, way. He, he got canned. Who's there? I'm, I'm looking it up. You keep talking. Yeah. So sorry for the rambling on. We're we're don't have our shit together, but they finished five and seven last year. I think they can turn around and be one of the better teams in this division. Cause they're in, the, but they are in the division that Clemson's in, which gives me worries. Um, they finished almost last in that Atlantic division last year. They were second to last. They apparently though have one of the best secondaries in the nation and they had troubles with their offensive line, figuring out their offense. They couldn't score. So if they can get that right, they can be right up there with Syracuse, maybe compete for that second or third place in the Atlantic Division, and just be competitive. I like that pick a lot. By the way, I was thinking that Jimbo Fisher went from Florida State to A&M. He went to Florida. He did, yeah. Yeah, and then now they have Willie Taggart, who okay. was in South Florida for from 13 to 16, coaching Oregon for a year in 17, has been in Florida State since then. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. But either way, I think Florida State can at least be competitive again. Because what it was just like two or three years ago that they were in the national championship or competing for the national championship. A lot longer than that. It was when Jameis Winston was there, so it was like six or seven years ago. Jesus Christ, world! Yeah, um, it's 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 a lot. So yeah. I, I like I like that pick. I went with a team that's already ranked, but I think they can have a surprise factor for one reason. I went with Syracuse. They're ranked to begin the year. <clears throat> But remember last year when they nearly beat Clemson at home uh, whenever they were on the road? They almost beat Clemson on the road. Guess what? They play Clemson at home in week three. So they could really shake shit up. I mean, they really could. I think they could. I think they have all the pieces to shock them. They'd almost did it last year on the road. And I love their head coach. I, I, I think it's Dino Babbers, I think is, is how you pronounce his name. Um, he just seems like a pure football guy. And I think they can – this is a team that if they were in the other fucking division, they'd be playing Clemson in the national in, in, in the ACC championship game. So I, yeah, I, I, seen, I mean, that division is stacked. Yeah. Did you say his name was Dino Babbers? Yeah. Dino Babbers and Dabo Sweeney. Yep. The fuck kind of names are they, are, they got going on in the ACC? Either way, it's, it's really a one – one pony race there in the ACC. We'll move on into our third Power Five conference, which is the Big Ten. Might have a lot of question marks around it. 
Um, I'm, I'm curious to see who your MVP of this league is before I start it. Mine is Rondale Moore, the wide receiver at Purdue. Excuse me? Rondale Moore, the wide receiver <laughs> at Purdue. What? Uh, I, I don't know. That's just kind of crazy. Let's hear it. This kid was a freshman last year. Travis, you should remember this name because he fucking lit Mizzou up when we played him last year. Uh, I tried to block that out of all memory. We won, but he was electric as a freshman last year. He had 1,200 yards receiving, over 100 catches. I know that David Blau has gone at quarterback, but I don't think it matters. I think whoever you have a quarterback is going to get this kid the ball, and he, he just makes plays. He's a playmaker in every sense of the word. He's fast. He's dynamic. He returns kicks. He returns punts. He is, literally has the, has the ability to change the game every time he touches the ball. So you get him the ball, things will happen. That's why I think he's the MVP. I think he's going to have a fucking phenomenal year. Okay, something other than a quarterback. I went super QB heavy in MVP just because it is college football, and that's a lot of things that are looked at. Um, my MVP of this league is Justin Fields. Um, he's the new transfer quarterback from Georgia, heading into Ohio State. A lot of people are comparing him to Cam Newton, uh, which could that really sucks. Be, I mean, not really because Cam Newton's a huge, very talented quarterback. Hopefully not as injury prone and stupid, but yeah. I'll um, say, does it, did, did he steal computer, computers from from a dorm room in Florida? Hopefully not. Um, but either way, like I say, the transfer quarterback from Georgia, he knew he wasn't going to get playing time behind Jake Fromm. Transferred to Ohio State, and he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna come in and light it up. I'm really big on him. Uh, he can make a statement. He's named the, the starter for opener weekend. Obviously, uh, I think he's gonna lead Ohio State to big things and just do his own thing there. Because Ohio State is. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready obviously one of the powerhouses of college football so yep we'll see how that goes we'll see how it pans out transfers scare me um there's transfers everywhere this year though it's gonna be weird scary scary scares me so let's move on to um i don't i don't hate it just the transfer quarterback thing freaks me out um speaking of which mizzou has one so um we're gonna move on to the division winners and the big 10 rightfully renamed their divisions east and west we're going to start in the West first because the West is probably the bigger of the question marks of like who the hell is going to win this division. So kind of like you did with me, Travis, who do you have winning this division? Cause mine's fucking, uh, I think I pulled mine out of my ass. I, I didn't, I feel like mine's good and, but it might be kind of obvious. Mine's Iowa. Um, I don't hate it, but I don't have Iowa. So I, I, they, I I'll hear you out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty much or were the best team in that, division last year they just couldn't 
like pull together conference wins. Uh, and I feel like they're going to take it this year. They were, I think they finished the season eight and four. Um, and they, and they were fourth in that division. So, I mean, they were, they were down there, but they're talented. I know they're starting the season at rank number 20th, I believe. Uh, yep. And the only competition really in that division is Northwestern, which you were, we were talking about Northwesterns earlier and that their uh, strength coach is going to have to take a backseat for a little while and go do some roids in the, in the fucking strength room. Yeah. I mean, you think Northwestern's really, I, I disagree. There's a, there's a few other these teams in this division. So Who do you have then I have Purdue. Nope. This is my biggest bold take of the podcast. And I literally wrote that down. I said, this is, I have one every episode. This is my one for this episode, but I really do think that this big 10 West is kind of a crapshoot. I mean, you look at it, everyone's how Nebraska fucking throw that shit out the window. It is. Seven, it doesn't really matter though. Yeah. Seven and five, seven and five for Nebraska. Kiss my ass. Northwestern always has a shaky start. Like I said, Wisconsin plays Michigan, Michigan state and OSU. No thanks. And Minnesota always falters. Everyone's apparently people are really high on Minnesota this year. Um, but I just think this division is literally a pure crapshoot. I think that I think Purdue has enough talent on offense, even though they lost David Blau. He has enough playmakers around around the quarterback position to get to get the job done. And I think that they are a team that's kind of on the up and up. And I think they can take this division because it's kind of like a shoot. Uh, literally, you throw a fucking pair of dice and anybody in that division can win it besides Illinois and Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, you can pull a card out and pick it, but at the end of the day, does it really matter because we're going to go into our East winner and I don't think any one of the West is going to beat anyone out of the East. No, probably not. My East winner is Ohio state. Same. Uh, I mean, this division is kind of tough because you got Michigan, Michigan State, but I don't think they have a problem beating out the better team of the two, which is going to be Michigan. Ohio State's just going to be Ohio State and do their thing. Yeah, they have four teams in the, in the top 20 in this division, so it's very, very stacked. Um, I've, I never believe the Michigan hype. I think Harbaugh, I actually think Harbaugh's days in Ann Arbor are numbered. Michigan State has to play on the road against Michigan, Wisconsin, and Ohio State, so they're fucking done. And Penn State just named their starting quarterback a week before the season, so that's never a good thing either. So yeah, I don't think they Penn have. Penn State's always just kind of like there, but never there. Yeah, and you look at Ohio State's schedule; it's not that bad. They don't have a tough test till October fifth, and that's a home game against Michigan State. They also play Wisconsin at home and Penn State at home. They end the year on the road in Michigan, and I think that, that game could be the the fucking deciding factor of who wins the who goes to the championship game. Yes, it will be. I think that I think that game will decide the division. But listen to this: Michigan, they play Ohio State plays Michigan on the road, but Ohio State hasn't lost that game since 2011. There you go. You heard it here first. Um, and then I'm I, sure I'm sure it wasn't I'm sure we didn't hear it here first. But. <laughs> well, if you're listening and you then it happens, you heard it here first this year. Um, which leads us into the Big Ten title game winner. And what I said, I don't know if Jared feels the same way, isn't really much of a competition from the West to the East. I'm saying Ohio State wins this title game. Yeah, I literally wrote, no one from the West stands a snowball's chance in hell against whoever wins the East. Even if it's not Ohio State, whoever wins the East is going to win this is going to win this conference. Yeah, for sure. I feel the same way. Um, but what about national title contenders? I don't know. 
I don't know that, if Ten is that great. I don't know if anyone other than Ohio State even has a shot. Even then, does Ohio State even have a shot? I don't think I have, so. I have Ohio State and Michigan as two national title contenders. I mean, I just picked one from every division, whether or not I believed it or not. And I also have two dark horses. I have Iowa, which is a team you picked. I think Iowa could dark a dark and do something good. A dark horse, and I also have Michigan State as well as a dark horse. Okay, those are really big dark horses. Did you see something outside your window just now? No, like my fucking street lights just shut off, and it's super dark outside, and I'm creeped the hell out. Oh, Travis being a pussy. Um, Dude, no, I'm pretty sure the power just went on my block because even the, the lights in the uh, baseball park are off, which are wow. usually always on. Crazy, crazy shit. But national title contenders, you have Ohio State, Michigan. I have a, I had a couple dark horses. Um, we're going to roll into our surprise team for the Big Ten. I'll go ahead and lead it off because I talked about them earlier. Mine's Minnesota. Um, I almost picked them to win the West, but they falter at times, which is kind of scary. They do have the talent to take a lackluster division and shock some some folks. I think um, if you look at if you look at any Big Ten preseason kind of articles or anything like that, people are pretty high on, on Minnesota this year. We'll see how it pans out. I just when you think I don't think a Golden Gopher winning anything. So uh, that's my surprise. Not, go for gold, baby. Go, go for, for gold. gold. Minnesota is my surprise team. Okay, mine, and honestly, I don't even know if they're a surprise team, but they are in my eyes. It's Iowa. I know they're ranked 20th to start the year, but they, like I said, they did finish fourth in the Big Ten West last year. They have a legit shot of making it to that title game and fucking around and winning. Like I said, they were, and this is what kind of brings me to that point: defense wins championships. They were 11th in the country in defense last year. Um, even in front of Alabama. So look out for them. They could be somebody to kind of mess around and do something good if they can pull together some wins uh, on the offensive side of the ball. I'll say, yeah, their offense just scares me a bit. That's the only big thing about Iowa, and it always has. Their offense is always super just average. So I like that pick, though. Real talk, Moline has just hit a fucking another home run. So there we go. There we go. Up three to Hard. one. Anyway, uh, we're going to move on to the Big 12. Uh, big 12 is – if you ha- want me to rank these divisions, the Big 12 is almost at the bottom. It's either the Big 12 or the Pac-12. Um, so the Big 12, we're going to talk about MVP. Who's your MVP of the Big 12, Trev? I can't just – I'm just going to stick with the theme here and keep picking QBs. You're fucking pick uh, Jalen Hurts, aren't you? We all know it's not going to be a defensive player from the Big 12 coming up because we know that they don't even play defense. They should just set up some dummies out there and throw the ball. Um also, an Oklahoma player has won Offensive Player of the Year in the last four years, so you might as well make it five. Jalen Hurts, transfer quarterback, kind of in a Kelly Bryant-like situation, only in a conference with zero defense. So he's going to come in and light it up. He played in the SEC. He knows what he's doing. He's going to come in with a chip on his shoulder and just ball out. I like Jalen Hurts. I just went a different direction. I also want a player from Oklahoma. I went C.D. Lamb, the wide receiver from Oklahoma. Um, a lot of people, I think I was surprised you didn't go Sam Ellinger here, the quarterback from Texas. Fuck um, Texas, that's why. Yeah, seriously, though, fuck Texas. Horns down <laughs> for life. Damn and I will fuck it. All right, keep Fucking going. horns down for life. I honestly think that they play LSU week two, Texas does. I think they're going to lose that game and it's going to eat them up and fuck them up for the rest of the year. I honestly do. I honestly yeah. do. 
So that's why I didn't pick Sam Ellinger. I picked C.D. Lamb because he's been lucky enough to play with Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and now Jalen Hurts as his quarterback. Yeah, I mean, ridiculous. how can that kid get any more lucky? But he seriously does make them better. I mean, look at his stat line. His year with Baker, I mean, he's a freshman, 46 catches, 807 yards, um, averaged 17 and a half yards a catch, seven touchdowns. Um, last year, 65 catches. This is with Baker, this is with Kyler Murray. 65 catches, 1,158 yards, 17.8 average yards a catch, and 11 touchdowns. So the kid's just a, is an electric factory. I think Jalen Hurts and him are going to have a very, very good relationship. Just get him the ball, let him, let, let him do good things. And if he does enough good things, I mean, Jalen Hurts could even end up being the MVP of, of the division. Which is why I picked him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Oklahoma's the, I think, powerhouse of the Big 12 still, um, which we talked about. They've, they don't they've, have had the, a, they've had a hell of a run at quarterback. I don't want to hear Oklahoma. I don't want to hear an Oklahoma fan bitch about a quarterback for a long, long time. Yeah, I mean, you guys have had two Heisman winners, two number one overall draft picks. They uh, also had they also had Sam Bradford. Oh Jesus Christ! Anyway, um, the Big Twelve can't do anything right, and they don't have divisions, so we're just gonna. Pick- <laughs> We're going to pick the top two teams that we would have done for the other conferences because they play in the championship game. Which That's so think. dumb. Like, why not just make – like, I don't get it. They, they literally shoot themselves in the foot every year. They just got a championship game, though, right? It's been a few years, but still. Either way, it hasn't been a while. Um, so we're going to pick the top two teams. Obviously, Oklahoma is the one. I'm interested, I'm interested to hear what you have your second team because mine's a little bit of a shocker. Okay, my second team is Iowa State. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, horns down, baby. Fuck Tom Herman. I think that that, that Texas is way too overhyped and way overrated. I don't know what, who got off on their high horse. I literally literally read an article when I was doing my research for this. It said uh, Texas is paper mache thin at at, at running back. So apparently they have no running backs. Yeah, Sam Ellinger's their running back. I would love to see nothing more than them to go like, Eight and four. Um, I think Iowa State's a good team. They are start the year too. I think that they can come out and be better than Texas because Texas came out of nowhere. They have all this hype behind them. They're ranked tenth for not really doing a whole lot. Like I said, that that week two game when Texas plays LSU is going to fucking be the demise of their downfall. The rest of the year they're going to lose. They're going to lose all this momentum. I think they're going to have locker room issues because Tom Herman is the worst coach in college football. Book it. He's a fucking child. Uh, Iowa State, uh, on the flip side, Iowa State has a phenomenal quarterback. Brock Purdy. Remember this name, Brock Purdy. He was a top 10 quarterback in college football last year, according to Pro Football Focus, and they have a very, very favorable schedule. I like Iowa State to make it that championship game against Oklahoma. Now, do I think they'll win? Not Absolutely not, which leads me to the next one. Oklahoma is your Big 12 title game winner. Brock Purdy. That's a pretty good sounding name. That's a pretty good sounding name, boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, Big 12 title game. It's going to be Oklahoma. And the only national title contenders in this division, I think, are Oklahoma. Um, just because they have the offense to kind of match up with their zero defense when nobody else really does. I don't think Iowa State really has the caliber to match up for a national title. No. My national title contender is Oklahoma. And obviously, my surprise team is we've already talked about it, is Iowa State. 
my surprise team. Here you go. Ready? And I'm going to go jump out the window into a dumpster after I say this, but it's Kansas. Oh, my God. Boo. Boo I know. this man. Okay. Boo. <laughs> you can only let hate go so far. Um, they have a coach that knows what, they're, knows what he's doing now in less miles. They've, they won their most games in a year in the last decade last year, which was three. <laughs> I think they're actually maybe hoping that is so literally the most most wins in a decade was is three. They haven't won they haven't won more than three games since two thousand and nine two thousand and eight. Um, and that's whenever five. Mizzou beat them in the at Arrowhead, and fucking Todd Reesing had the fucking sod in his, in his helmet. Yeah, they had eight wins that season. I think they had five. No, no, no they were the number one team in the country, and we were number four when we beat them. Maybe they had eight wins in 2009. Either way, they haven't won more than three games in the last decade. I think that Les Miles, and they were turning around last year. I mean, you can only hate on Kansas so much. They're never going to compete for a while. But either way, I think they could kind of turn around, win five or six games this year, and maybe be that little, that little, little sister to Mizzou in football. Always little sister to Mizzou. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't think I don't think Les Miles is going to turn them around first year. I think give them year two, year three, they might be something to mess with. But but they haven't won three games in like five years though, and they did last year <laughs> without him. So exactly now they have him, so they could turn around and win five. I hear you. I hear you. All right, hate that pick. Don't love it at all. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't like doing it, but I didn't want to be super vanilla. I wanted to pick somebody that was like actually on on the up and up. I guess. I hear you. I hear you. So we're going to roll into the Pac-12, which might be just as boring. We're going to kind of speed this up because we're going on in an hour here. Um, Pac-12 might be just as boring as the Big 12. Um, who's your MVP of the Pac-12? I'm pretty sure we have the same person. Uh, if you have Justin Herbert, it's not. Really? You, you, don't, you didn't go Justin Herbert? I did not. I, uh, so the one fucking – the one league – where you could have picked another quarterback besides Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tagovailoa, you pick somebody else. I, I did Justin pick Herbert. a quarterback. I did Justin Herbert. Um, he almost went, went to the draft last year. He was going to be a coveted, probably top three quarterback in the in this class in 2020. Um, I think he's going to light it up on Pac-12 defense. He's improved every year as a passer. If you go look at his stats, every single year he's, a, he's improved, which is why he came back for his senior year to improve once more. I think he's going to be the best quarterback in this in this in this conference. No holds barred, and have the and be on one of the better teams in the conference in Oregon. So Justin Herbert. See, I didn't pick Justin Herbert because I think he's overrated. Um, I I looked at his stats and I didn't like him. I mean, he threw for over over three hundred yards in only two games in the Pac-12. He threw mainly like he's averaging like two hundred and fifty yards a game and a couple touchdowns, which is completely average. I don't think it's enough to, to kind of stand out. My MVP is Jacob Eason. He is the transfer from Georgia coming in. Uh, he, he sat out last year. He knows what's up. He's played against some fucking purebred SEC defenses. He knows what it looks like. He's going to come in and shred up some Pac-12 defenses um, for Washington by the way, I don't think I've mentioned that yet. He's the new quarterback from Washington, and I think that he's going to come in and do good things. So he's going to he's going to definitely make Justin Herbert look like a little boy in my eyes. Don't say I hate it. 
but I, w- I went and ran and got a beer. Sorry, I but I had my headphones in. No, I didn't. I had my headphones in. I hear I heard every single word of it. Oh yeah, I mean he he came from Georgia. He played under. I kind of got his job stolen from Jake Fromm because Jake Fromm is is Jake Fromm, but he knows what it's like. He played in the SEC coming into the Pac-12 now. I think he knows what's up. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Um, so that's going to move into our different divisions. Um, they have, they have the North and the South in the Pac-12. In the North division, who do you have winning it? Because of my MVP, I'm going Washington. Boo. Um, because of my MVP, I'm going Oregon. Um, See, I don't know. I mean, they were like four. Washington. There's three. There's three teams I think can take it. Oregon, Washington, Stanford. I think the Ducks have the more favorable schedule, but I still see whoever wins this division having at least two losses, and then the Pac-12 ultimately shooting themselves in the foot for a playoff team again. So, Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 is the weakest, I think, in terms of, of getting a team to the, to the college football playoff. Um, either way, whichever team wins it, like you said, is going to have enough losses that it won't really matter. Yep. But I'm going Washington just because of my MVP. You're going Oregon because I'm sure of your MVP mainly. Yep. Um, which takes into our South winner, which really I kind of dug deep for this one. I went with USC. Um, I, I did some looking into them. Uh, their quarterback, JT Daniels, is in a quarterback battle. Um, he's the starter. So I thought maybe, you know what, he comes out, balls out, because he knows his job is on the line. And Pac-12 football isn't that spectacular. Um, so maybe that allows him to – to play at this next level that that he can. So I don't know. I just picked USC. I hear you there. I went with the defending South Division uh, winners, Utah. Um, it was down for me between Utah and Washington State. I just think Utah has um, just that it factor. Um, we talked about it earlier. You know, they're coming to the season ranked pretty high. They're coming off a good year last year. They're returning a lot of guys to their team. Um, so I think the Utes go back-to-back in the South Division. And um, – you know, take the division and go and play Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. So I have Oregon, Utah. Travis has USC, Washington in the <laughs> Pac-12 title game. Two totally different things. I'll go and lead it off. Mine's a shocker. I'm picking the Utes to beat Oregon for their first ever Pac-12 championship. Um, again, I'm going with the upset here. Like I said before, Pac-12. Even if Oregon had a, even if Oregon somehow was 11 and one, and if they win, would would go to the college football playoff. I think the Pac-12 always finds a way to shoot themselves in the foot. I think the Utah Utes could shoot the could shoot the Pac-12 in the foot, be like a nine and three team to beat the eleven and one team and win the Pac-12. So I'm going to go bold here. I'm going to go Utah. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 
Okay. I went with Washington. I mean, they're just, they're seasoned. They've been there. They've, they've been good for a few years now. They know what they're doing. Um, I don't really think anyone in this division is strong enough uh, other than, you know, Oregon to overthrow them. So I went with Washington UW there, but I think we can both agree that the national title contenders for this division is zero. Yeah. No, nobody's going to compete. No one's going to make the playoff. I zero chance in hell. I I think. Um, So moving on into our last, the power five teams, their surprise team. I'll lead it off. Mine's Oregon. Um, I know they, they were eight and four last year, which Jarrett picked them to win the division and go to the fucking division title. But I think this could be a surprise team because Justin Herbert, if he wants to be an NFL quarterback, he's got to be poised for a huge season, which would involve them overthrowing UW Washington for the division, winning the conference and possibly making that, that college football playoff, which would be a huge leap and obviously make them a surprise team. Do I think they can do it? Maybe. Will they do it? Probably not. Okay. My surprise team is Arizona State. Just okay. because of my man, Herm Edwards, coaching there. Um, I believe this is his second year there. I'm going to go look that up as we're talking because I didn't look it up beforehand. I actually was like preparing for the podcast, and then I got sidetracked. And uh, But Arizona State, um, and I kind of skipped over it. Arizona State's my surprise team. Like I said, just because I have – Herm Edwards as the head coach. And I'm kind of rambling on here because Travis just walked out of my view. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you, if you look at Arizona State, I mean, the, uh, we've all said the Pac-12 isn't that great. Look at their schedule. They play Kent State. They play Sacramento State. They do have a tough road game against Michigan State, uh, Colorado, Cal, Washington State, Utah. But, I mean, really the Pac-12 is just kind of a crapshoot. Um, I do think just with the level of coaching that um, – that Herm Edwards offers can kind of be the difference maker here. So Arizona State is my surprise team in the Pac-12. With that being said, we're going to move on into um, – we're done with all of our conference previews. We're going to move on into our college football playoff teams. We'll make this quick. Um, basically, based off what we had, I think we both have Georgia as the number one seed in the, in, in the college, college football playoff for winning, for winning the SEC I uh, know I have Clemson. Oh, I have Clemson. Oh shit, I forgot. About, wow, I'm dumb. <laughs> Jared left Clemson out on his. I forgot. Sorry, I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna change it right now. Clemson would. Clemson will be my one. You're right. Clemson's gonna be my one. <laughs> Clemson's gonna be my one. George is gonna be my two. Yeah, I have George as my two as well. Um. Yeah, if they win the SEC, they're going to get the two. I don't think we're going to see a repeat two SEC teams in the playoff again. Um, so whoever wins that, whether it be Georgia or Bama, is getting that two seed. My three seed is Oklahoma. Three seed is Oklahoma. My three seed is also Oklahoma. And then my four seed is the Ohio State University. My four seed is Alabama. I think Ohio State loses two games. Literally the same I- fucking playoff as last year. Yep, I do. I think so. I think so. I think it's going to play out a bit different, though. I just don't. I think. I think Ohio State will lose two games. I think Alabama will only lose one game, and the committee will overlook that. I mean, I think they they should always do. I mean, if you put Alabama in the Big Ten, they're fucking twelve and zero. So, 
Yeah. I mean, I just went a little different. I didn't want to pick the same playoff that we just saw. Um, you did, which isn't a problem. I mean, I can easily see it happen. But a culmination of those five is going to happen. Uh, they're the best teams in college football by far, by leaps and bounds. Yeah. Wait, did did I say? You said Clemson, I, Georgia, Oklahoma, Bama. I said Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State. I'm looking at mine right now, but I have it all fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter how I do it. I, I had – I totally forgot. I can't believe I forgot about Clemson. Like I said, I was kind of hurrying right here. Uh, Clemson is going to make it. I just don't know where it's going to be. Uh, but anyway, if once Clemson's in it, forgot about them. I think it's going to be Clemson and um, Oklahoma in the championship game. Or, I mean, I would, I would put it down, bet it if you can now for Clemson to win the national title because I think they're coming for it again. Um, which leads into our next one, the best non-Power 5 school this year. Um, Did you have Clemson and Oklahoma in, in your championship game too? I had Clemson and Georgia if they can make it to the champion, to the playoff. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, that, that game's going to be really weird. We're talking way out hypothetical now at this point. Yeah. Well, um, your top – but anyway, my top four are Clemson, Georgia. Oklahoma and Bama. Oklahoma and Bama, yeah. Mine's Georgia. Clemson, Georgia, Oklahoma, and, and Ohio State. So, so, I mean, ideally it'd be, it'd be yours because a, a team from a, – a different team from every conference. I just think the committee likes Bama way too much. Anyway, we're going to move into a best non-Power 5 school this year. Please don't tell me you picked UCF. I did not pick UCF. Uh, I think they have, like, a strength of schedule in the hundreds or something like that so they can go fuck themselves. Um, I think it's going to be a Mountain West team. And I like Utah State, the team I was high on earlier. They have that quarterback in Jordan Love. I looked into him. I love it. I'm going to – I love Jordan Love. I'm going to be cheering for him all year. Also, I think they could fuck around and do well because they have the 63rd ranked strength of schedule, which isn't horrible, but it's enough to allow them to maybe go 10-2 and or 11-1 and again and kind of be up there and take their conference championship. So I like Utah State. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, I kicked around the idea of a couple of teams. Um, one of them I liked, I really liked the Cincinnati Bearcats, but I eliminated them because they have a very, very tough schedule. Um, and then I landed on a team, um, that's maybe a surprise. It is an armed forces team and it is army. If you look at their schedule right now, they got, they're getting votes to be ranked in the top 25. I think it, honestly, if like you ranked them past, you know, 25, they'd be like 27th or something like that. Their schedule is not very hard at all. They have one tough test early in the year against a top-ranked team. Can't remember who it is off the top of my head. But they legitimately have the shot to go 11-1. and one. So, I mean, if Army goes 11-1, and one, that's kind of a big deal. I think they'd be put in a different game besides the Armed Forces Bowl or whatever they're guaranteed every single year if, they, if they're eligible. Um, so, I think Army can kind of do, do, do some damage this year. Fuck UCF. Fuck that strength, fuck that, that strength of schedule. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it, but those are, I think the Army and Navy teams are just tough to watch because I think they both run just shitty triple option offenses. I could be well, wrong. Navy, Navy, Navy definitely does. Army Army kind of passes it a little bit. So I'm pretty sure the over-under for completed passes in that Army-Navy game last year was like three and a half. 
uh, and I hit the over, and I think I won with like five. But either way, <laughs> it's kind of tough football to watch. Uh, there's your now power five school of the year. And then what takes us into the last one for college football wrap-up preview is our Heisman winner. I had Trevor Lawrence. Same thing. I mean, the dude's unreal. I already said it once, and I don't think we need to touch on it much more. Yeah. It could, it could go – it could go awry and a guy could have an amazing year and beat him out for it, but I don't see it happening. Yeah. I don't see Tua going back to back. I don't see anyone else stepping up and getting it. The kid is, and he, he didn't play a full season last year. If, if he would have played a full season, he probably would have won it last year. So. Yeah. So you heard it there first. What do you mean Tua going back to back? Kyler Murray won last year. Oh, he did. God damn it. I said that earlier. I'm an idiot. Yeah. I thought you were talking because we were mentioning Kyler Murray earlier. I thought you were talking about him, but yeah, um, you're right. Oh yeah. well, I I still don't see Tua. He 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 was at the Heisman ceremony. Yeah, people, I, think he, yeah. I think he got second. Yeah. So uh, I think I just think Trevor Lawrence is the is the go to guy here. Yep, going to be him yep. or Tua. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. But that wraps up our college football preview. I have a little extra addition onto the episode that I added this week since we missed it last week. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Snap it up. It's Jared, over now. Jared doesn't know these, so no, I have four I questions. We're going with the with a food edition here. And this is a, this is a, the number one. It's a hot topic. Um, I'm not talking about just these chicken sandwiches, but maybe just the chicken overall and the places overall. I'm going to answer them too. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. It's, Popeyes, Chick-fil-A, and Raising Cane's. Fuck one, marry one, kill one. Yeah. Popeyes, Chick-fil-A, and Raising Cane's. I am going to kill Raising Cane's. Oh, I, my God. You dagger in my heart. I am going to fuck Popeyes, and I'm going to marry Chick-fil-A. Okay. See, I'm killing, and I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, a lot of flack. I'm killing Chick-fil-A. You hate God. No, God, they can be open on Sunday. That's why I hate them. Um, killing Chick-fil-A, I'm going to marry Raising Cane's because they have my heart, but I'm going to fuck Popeye's because, I mean, it's Popeye's. I feel like that they have a lot of difference in, in chickens, and Raising Cane's just has the best thing in the world. Um, I know one of our one of our good listeners uh, from the Chest Hair Podcast, Tommy Brown, in his uh, in his Twitter bio, he might appreciate this. His Twitter bio is Caniac Combo Substitute Slaw for Fries, Extra Cane Sauce, and Sweet Tea. So <laughs> just a, just a just a shout out to him. I think he might appreciate that. But I love I'm a big Raising Cane's guy. Don't don't hate on the Chick Fil A. All right. All right. Number two, we're going. Who has your, in your mind, the best fast food French fries? McDonald's. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but I think I have to go McDonald's. I mean, as basic as that is, I mean, they, they, every time I go, I have, it's okay. I have gotten a bad batch of French fries from McDonald's, but nine times out of 10, it delivers. I mean, they're the I mean, best. They're the best. Occasionally, you could be like, "Man, so some curly fries from Jack in the Box are pretty good," uh, but nah, McDonald's is the best. Yeah. Burger Kings, Burger Kings are the worst. Burger Kings are trash. trash. It tastes like you tastes like you're eating fucking dried glue. 
Yeah, it's just like I'm licking my skin after I went on a run. That's how much salt <laughs> they put on them. Um, all right, we agreed on that one. Number three, actually, I have five. I'm sorry. What is your most overrated chain food joint? Could be fast food or restaurant. Most fast, overrated. Oh, most overrated chain food, fast food or, it could, or be, restaurant. It could be chain fast or it could be fast food or uh, eat in just a chain. So everyone has an opportunity to know. Dude. This is tough. This is tough. You're throwing me on the spot because you've already kind of thought about this. So you already I, have one. A little bit of thought. This one's got, I'm still kind of kicking around in my head. I can't think of that many sit down places that people are like, oh my God, like my mind wants to say Applebee's, but no one really likes Applebee's. So I can't really say that's overrated. Yeah. You can't say that's overrated. Or you could, oh. you could say, you could say Applebee's. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying, dude, fuck Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. Okay. Okay. Um, Worst pizza on the planet. I'd rather eat fucking Little Caesars and Pizza Hut. Wow. That's a bold statement. Pizza Hut sucks. They've got too much fucking bread, not enough sauce. I like me some saucy ass pizza and they don't have enough of it. So Pizza Hut, suck one. Worst chain restaurant for sure. This is tough for me. Now I'm overthinking it. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Red Lobster. Red Lobster is super overrated. You're right. It's expensive and the food's just average. Like if you're not wanting to drop eighty bucks for an average meal, don't go there. There, I mean, I it's not eighty bucks, but you take you, you want to go you, all out and get some drinks, and you're taking your significant other it's going to be at least I think the last time carly and i went there it was like over 60 bucks yeah exactly it's it's expensive so i'm going red lobster all right leads to number four we got two more left what is the most underrated food joint could be fast food or <sighs> most underrated food joint it's a place that will always have my heart it's penn station penn station i love that pick actually yeah Love it. I don't know if this is underrated or not, but I feel like nobody really lo- nobody really goes there often or mentions it. Mine's O'Charlie's. My wife has never eaten at O'Charlie's before. She like literally we went to uh we went to Gravoy Bluffs two weekends ago to like go shopping and stuff. We passed it. She goes, What like I told her, Yeah, there's no Charlie's here. And then what what is that? And I had to explain to her what they had, and I really didn't know. Like they have a little bit of everything. There we go. Most underrated food joint. It's kind of like a chili's. Also, side note, if you have an O'Charlie's in your town, they have free pie on Wednesdays. <laughs> you order an entree, so you should go there. <laughs> Fifth and last one for our fast food edition. You can only eat one fast food restaurant. You don't have to eat it for every meal, but you can only eat at one fast food restaurant forever. Where are you going? Shit. Shit. Dude. Again, the most basic answer on the planet Earth. I'm going McDonald's. Okay. I mean, I I mean, because like they have, you want a burger, they have burger. You want breakfast food, they have breakfast food. The best fast food breakfast, man, mind you. Um, they got chicken. They got chicken sandwiches. They got fucking dessert. I mean, like anything, ice cream. They have it all. So I went with something a little bit different that I didn't even think of until I noticed I had one in my town. I went with Steak and Shake. So Steak and Shake, actually, I was thinking, <laughs> I almost put that as my most overrated. Really? Yeah, dude. I don't know. Their food just their bur- Their burgers are phenomenal, though. 
Their burgers are good. Their ice cream is super fucking average. But they have a they have such more of a variety, I feel like, than McDonald's, though, especially for breakfast. Steak and shake? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> they have those they do have those fucking you're right. Okay, they have those bowls. They're pretty good. They have, a, they have a shit ton of different burgers to pick from. I'm going steak and shake just because I can also eat in there. If I eat I, in McDonald's, I'm gonna feel like a scumbag crackhead. I can't tell you the last time I ate steak and shake. Me either, honestly. And but you live really close to one now. I can tell you that if I am feeling fast food and I go sit down at dinner, I'm gonna feel like an idiot sitting down at a McDonald's. Yeah, you didn't say I didn't have to I, I only had to sit down at that restaurant the rest of my life though. No, but I mean if you're feeling fast food and you wanna go sit down somewhere. If you're feeling fast food, I'm driving through anyway, regardless. So, <laughs> All right. Well, that, that does it for our food edition and our college football preview. Make sure you hit up Jared's line tomorrow night. You hear this. Uh, and then mine on Friday and hopefully roll with our throughout the weekend. And, yeah, that's it. All right. Peace out. I doubt they roll with them because we went a combined fucking one and seven last week. So, awesome. But uh, We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Next week, NFL preview show, and we have NFL football back next weekend. It's here, guys. It's our fucking thriving season. Um, On a side note, personal note, I just want to drop this. Um, Your boy is actually going to be a guest announcer on some high school school football games this fall on Friday nights. Yeah, so if if you're within a 20-mile radius of bum-fucked Egypt, you might be able to hear that. Well, this this weekend, I'm actually not even in the booth. I'm a sideline reporter. But next weekend... For North County Farmington, I'll be in the booth doing, doing color commentary. All right. Thank my co-host, Aaron Andrews, over here. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. <laughs>